Should we add a sock? <laughs> like a real sock? Yeah, that's oh. what that's what Daniel. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> we just okay. put on a sock. Uh, try it. <laughs> Are we recording? I'm assuming. Yes, we're. I gotta make a new intro for you. New theme song. Yeah. Well, you just did, I believe. I'll just send that out. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thomas. Welcome back. Thanks. You had a question for us. Yeah. It's a very basic question, but I thought we are old enough now to actually give it some thought and have an answer. But is there something that you wished you could tell yourself, your younger self? Oh, great question. Yeah. It's good now. (laughs) (laughs) It's good now. Now that we're just barely past our younger selves. I've been hooked on this idea that I'm older now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been hooked on it? Thomas, you've been hooked on that idea since grade 8. I actually feel it, though. Like, my sister had a baby. I'm old. (laughs) Okay. My sister got a baby. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. Um, I don't know. At 21, I thought, like, oh, thank God I'm not in high school anymore still. Like, can't even think about those days. At 23, I was like, oh, finally, I'm, like, not, like, in school anymore in my life. I don't know, I was always just like thinking about forward, forward, forward. Hmm. But I feel like now, 26, 27, it's kind of like, I had to fill out like a, like a information form to buy something today online. Oh. And it like asks what age, age bracket you're in. <laughs> and it was like 11 to 18. I was like, no, those days are gone. But then it said 19 to 25. And I, I was like, no, I can't click that. <laughs> and then it was, 26 to like 38 and I was like what <laughs> and then 39 until death yeah exactly that's the last stage of life oh my <laughs> gosh but yeah it's just but it just feels kind of like this like open water in front of me now like I don't mm. have solid mm. plans and goals like I used to right so I feel like it's an okay time now to reflect okay um with what I know now to a younger self I think it's always an okay time to reflect. Oh, yeah. But, well, maybe working with kids or seeing younger people mm. now um, and seeing myself in them and, and not anymore in the mindset of, like, I am this unique, special person who had these unique experiences, but I, I can see all these things in other people that I did. And I just want to tell them, like, it'll be okay. Or, like, you don't actually have to do that. Or it'll be, you know, you'll get through it. Or you should be doing this or something. Mm. It's like I used to have those thoughts. So maybe because I teach people, right? I have those primarily kids, more. primarily kids, um, and a few like teenagers too. So mm. I have those thoughts and just like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to think like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like not me disagreeing with them, right? Um, and this that particular thought of like seeing younger people like that, it reminds me of Chadzi. A mm. teacher in high school and how he would talk about young people in that way like he would he would listen to their ideas and say that's a completely appropriate and perfect thing to be thinking at your age mm-hmm. it's like you've done a good job thinking through that idea and he would never say that's not right or that'll change or here's my opinion he said that's like I also thought that and that's a very good thing to think mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah um, so I think because I see other people in that way, I can now almost like, not from a outside point of view, but mm. distant, a little more distance between, like emotional distance for sure, mm. between my younger self and me. Right. So, that's yeah. why. No, good question. Um, it, like a bunch of ideas popped up. Should we specify age? Um, or does it just matter? That won't help. Uh, okay. If I were to meet my grade six 
or seven self, mm-hmm. I think my advice to grade six Jason, 10 or 12, uh, would just be to um, like talk to more people, <laughs> which is a very Jason 25 year old, 26 year old as you know it answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it took me a long time like, I really only started talking to people when I was maybe, like, 16 or 17. Thomas, can you confirm? Yes. <laughs> I also remember hearing after, like, first year of university, mm-hmm. it was hard mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, like, like, my confidence started to rise maybe grade 11, grade 12. But then going back to first year, I felt like I reverted back a little bit. And then, it, it, again, it was a bit of a more of a climb mm-hmm. back up. Um Mm, yeah well so besides the point i think my advice of talking to more people is just like that's just such how i learn things now like that is um like getting every like getting people's perspectives or advice or like oh hey like I'm about to do this. Like, have you ever done this before? Um, like, this is something that I was thinking of. Like, you know, where do you, where, if you were to begin this, how would you do it? And just like, you know, talk to three, four people about that um, and get their input. There's probably some through line. There's probably one person has some crazy advice. You don't need to follow it. Um, but I would just never do any of that. I think I stayed in my own world and um i think that just limited my my experience so much like i think i was just so sheltered by my like i sheltered myself from so much which i guess good and bad like to be honest i feel like i had a pretty good elementary middle school high school experience because there's just so no drama yeah like it was just so like we made it through so clean (laughs) so clean (laughs) (sighs) yeah so maybe i do hesitate but i think knowing what i do know now I, i think the tricky part of this question is like this like it wavers on regret like what do you regret about your childhood but I don't, I don't think I regret anything. No. Yeah, I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, I, uh, so I'll add in one last story about this. Is This is something I actually think I learned from my dad. My dad, uh, when, he had, when, he learned, when he had to learn how to drive, this is how he learned how to drive, um, back in like the 80s, you only needed a one-week period. Like now you get your L in six months and then it's your N, which is like two years and yeah. all that. Back in the 80s, it was you take your written test, they give you your learners. One week later, you're allowed to take your road test or whatever. <laughs> so um, in that week, my dad, like basically my dad needed to get to work and he needed to start being able to drive. So he didn't really have a lot of options to like wait and like wait until he's ready. He's like, okay, I need... Um, I need to start learning how to drive. So in that week, what he did is each day he picked a different friend, you know, five, maybe seven friends, and they each, uh, and he asked them, like, oh, what do you remember from your road test? Mm. And like, oh, like, what are common opportunities that they'll fail you? Or, um, yeah, like, did you pass on your first try? Like, uh, if you failed, like, what, what areas did you fail on? So he did, he did this with, again, maybe five people. Um, and then on the day of his road test, uh, I think his friend drove him there and then his friend left. So like my dad's like, okay, I have to pass or I'm stuck here for the next six hours. Um, that was a funny detail. And then another thing he said, another piece of wisdom that I gained from his story was um, he knew there was no way he was going to become a good driver in seven weeks or seven days. Um, And he he didn't even pretend that he would be a good driver. He just needed to demonstrate to the the instructor to give the instructor confidence that he was a good driver. Mm. So he just had to fake it. 
just perform for him. He wasn't, the test wasn't for anyone else. The test was just for him. Um, and, uh, I mean, with, with that idea in his mind, he went to his, like, friends and just got advice on how to do that. Um, but, I mean, I think that's a really way of going about solving your problems is just crowdsourcing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I kind of wish... That, was the, that would be the one piece of advice I would give younger Jason is just, like, crowdsource your issues a little bit more. And, and don't, like... Because when you don't talk about it, it just grows big in your mind. And it's like, ah, like, this is such a crushing issue. I'm the only one going through this. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, no, you literally talk to any other person. They're like, oh, yeah, I did that last week. Oh, this cavity or the braces or, like, having to do your road test or any of that. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. it's fine. Huh. So. Yeah, from your dad's story, I almost take away, like, when he said fake it. Mm. I almost hear it as more, at least how you present it, as um, you need to give, like, the confidence. You, yeah. What am I trying to say? You need to make people confident that you will be good or mm-hmm. that you will know what you're doing. Like, because people can see that. Like, mm-hmm. they can see if you're on the right path to something. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they themselves know it, then they can see that path being mm-hmm. followed. Right. So he might not necessarily have been faking it, but... Like, just showing mm. that, like, he is working on it and, like, he is doing his very best and, like, he's got all this information and can't do it in seven days, but, mm. you know. That's guess, true. I guess you could wait longer than seven days for that test, but he had to go to work. Yeah. Needed the car, so. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would you answer that question? Funnily enough, very similar, but for different reasons. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought of my short answer, and it was um, talk to more people, <laughs> but just maybe more what you're saying at the end to get that everyone's kind of going through the same thing. Mm. Um, and also, I wanted I wanted to tell my older self or younger self that it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, nothing I'm worried about matters mm. after a few more years. And like, because I just remember being so. Um, oh, sword. I was called by somebody else, like, anti-authoritarian. Or, like, or, like purposeless anti-authoritarian. Like, oh. like, just, like, rebelling for the sake of rebelling. Right. And I don't think I was quite that. Like, I always had a reason that I was, like, frustrated at something or some, mm. some like, I mean, like, religion or, like, some technology or... Some music type that I think was stupid. Or, you know, I would, it's very idealistic, I think. Right. So, yeah, I, I think I want to tell myself, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and I know I wouldn't listen, though. So I think that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're saying, like, you, you don't want to regret it. Mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't regret it because I wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> if, if I was talking to my 16-year-old self, I said, don't worry about, like, the whole Christian stuff. Like, right. you'll get out. Don't worry. And, like... These people are actually very nice people. Like, don't get hung up on this one detail. Right. Because they also are, like, pretty... They're not grown as human beings yet. So they don't have necessarily a huge personality that they can, like, give. Mm. So don't, don't like, don't be stuck on this one detail. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I don't know if if it was with you or with Tyler or somebody, but we used to go and, like, try to debate with the Christian people about, like, their philosophies and, like, what they thought, and they're like, I don't know, why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but have you thought about this? And they're like, but no, like, it doesn't matter. And we're like, ha, we got you. Like, God isn't real, ha Yeah. And then I was like, well, this is stupid. It's so cringy now to think did that, but, I mean, I guess we're more nice about it than that, but still, yeah. I don't know, like, it's like, they're actually nice people. Mm. They're all very nice people. Mm. Um, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, Yeah. Can you talk more about what that doesn't... What do you mean by it doesn't matter? Like... Um, like, getting so invested into, like, finding all the flaws in um, something so I can prove mm. that it's, you know, bad. 
right? Or like not worth it, or like people are wasting their time on it. And like I definitely got some sort of superiority complex from that. Like, um, like being all high and mighty, like thinking like, oh, I I read philosophy, or I'm in philosophy class, and like, mm. um, read poetry and stuff. And yeah, so like, though basically those issues, I think, didn't matter. Or the other way of looking at that is though, is that I've lost my like drive to try to change the world. Hooray! We got another one. <laughs> um, I so I also. I, yeah, I don't know if it, I did that with you, but I also remember doing that of yeah. like chasing after maybe this one Christian person who's like, why do you believe this way? Here are all these thoughts that I've been thinking of yeah. to prove why you're wrong. Yeah. And they're like, okay, okay. And we like formulated like arguments. Right. Like if they say this, yeah, then yeah, yeah. like this, mm-hmm. right? This is mm-hmm. the counter to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so yes, I can very much empathize with that. And then on the topic of it doesn't matter. I, and again, on this, like, you can't change anyone. Yeah, that's what I started to learn. And at first, it was very depressing. Mm. Like, oh, I can't change. Like, you can't change the world. Like, these things are so deeply rooted that it's going to, like, poison the world forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it. I saw it that way for a long time, too. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's hard. I, that that t- today I have this belief of like you can't change people yet at the same time I do acknowledge that I am pushing like I am still putting in work to change something and it's like finding that balance of like what is it that I'm changing and what is it that I have to acknowledge that like I can't change these people like so before we started recording I was sharing uh, like a bunch of work stories and like some of it, it it had to do with this meeting and like at this meeting we're talking about this like this process of approvals and how like how flawed it is but the reason why it's like that way is because like human nature at a certain point is just like like that way and that oh people don't want to bother people or like people aren't going to go through all these checks and balances to approve everything and yada 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 communication breakdowns and it's like ah why am i working so hard to try to fix this thing when i know that like i can't change people and the only way i would get results is if i literally like held everybody's hand through the process but as soon as i like step away they'll just stop doing it and i'm like oh what's the point of any of that um so it definitely drives me crazy sometimes to think about like you know like what is it that I'm trying to change yeah I think uh, you're saying like you're pushing people Mm. like I I know what you mean but I was thinking about this too actually in a different context which actually kind of relates in like relationships Mm. where you can't People say, like, oh, you can't change a person. And for some reason, it's like this southern woman going, oh, you can't change him, honey. It's like, you better just leave him. Or something. But, like, but people always say, you can't change somebody. And, like, if you're trying, you shouldn't be in that relationship. Like, if it's something else you're looking for. But if you're in a like you brought up in the beginning, <laughs> I've basically been in a relationship with one person or another for the last eight years of my life. If you're in a relationship with somebody for that long, you start to notice things in them that weren't there before. Mm. And they are your own little affectations or your own, um, like, phrases that you say, or mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you start to wear off on them and they do things more your way. But then you also find yourself doing things, like, that you wouldn't normally do if you're mm. just alone. So people do change, but I don't think it's, like, a, a push because as soon as you push somebody, they yeah. push back. Mm. So you have to, like, nudge them. Right. Because if they're aware that you're trying to change them, mm-hmm. it's an attack on their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's such like a trigger word for me. Because, like, be- I don't know. We talked about that a lot in some classes I took, that, like, beliefs come before facts. Mm. 
in, in, it's just the way that it happens in humans' brains. Like, we will believe something and then we will fabricate like reasons why. Mm, yeah. After the fact, if it's questioned. Right. Um, and for sure, I'm guilty of it too. But yeah, trying to push somebody to do something else or be a certain way or to do something a certain way that is not their original way, mm-hmm. that's a that's a push against their beliefs and like mm-hmm. their system of living, right? Mm-hmm. And then they push back. So yeah, you you almost have to like suggest to them through actions, right? Better ways that you would like to see, but then that's mm-hmm. slow. So, mm-hmm. which is why I think like telling my younger self, don't worry about it all. Like it's not gonna matter. Like right. I'd be totally okay that he would just go like, what are you talking about? Like you've just lost your like drive to like try to change the world or something. Right. Um, I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. Like uh-huh. I wouldn't even like be like yes or no. I'd be like. It's okay. Like, just continue. Like, it doesn't right, matter. Right, right. Just talk to more people. Be people are nice. Like, yeah. everyone's nice. You'd be like, no, they're not. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> everyone's trying their best. As I said <laughs> in a previous birthday podcast. Yeah. And I'd be okay that he wouldn't believe me because then the way I go is mm. years later when something confirms what I had heard a long time ago. I'd be like, oh, that was right. Mm-hmm. And then I'd still get the satisfaction of being right. <laughs> just. Eight years in the future. <laughs> I like. I think um, these things that we're telling our younger selves now, it's like when we were at that age, we for sure had heard them. Yeah. It's yeah. just that we weren't at, uh, like you said, a maturity level to like internalize totally. what it is that we needed to know. Um, and I think like, like all those cheesy quotes you see on like billboards and on posters and like all the wisdoms there and like yeah like it's totally um like we already know how to do everything yeah but it's just like us as individual humans we haven't matured enough to like understand what these truths already are Mm -hmm. or whatever maybe not truths but like these nuggets of wisdom um like all the nuggets of wisdom are already out there for us it's just we can only um, pick one up at a time. Uh, or, uh, yeah. It depends on what you're going through, I think, at the time. Like, certain things will speak to you more. Mm-hmm. I, can, I totally understand parents now when they're just like, do we let him hurt himself, do this thing? Like, or do we try to step in and teach him a lesson just like old-fashioned way? Like, this will cause this, don't do this. Or, like, mm. or do we just like let them go off and learn the hard way and they say the hard way but it's like it's the way that sticks more right um and they i don't yeah i always hear that from parents like they're, or they're always having that struggle like because they know when like if a kid gets up on a wall that's really high and tries to balance if they fall there's a 50 percent chance they're falling off the wall like the wrong way or something and then right. they're gonna get hurt mm. that's just the easy example but like yeah but you couldn't if that if that kid was sitting at home playing on an ipad you couldn't say, oh, just just so you know, if you want a high place, right. make sure you have, like, a guardrail or something. Like, that would mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, whatever, mom. Like, let yeah. me play Geometry Dash. That's what kids play. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the value of, like, a good mentor or a good teacher is, like, mm-hmm. being able to hand out the advice at the right time. Or, like, really, I think probably something I've said on this podcast before, but what I really value is like listening and just like that patient watching mm. of, of others and like speaking up when you have something meaningful to say to like add to the conversation, right? And I think, so in this like mentorship, like watching a kid grow up, don't, this is like the very rough parenting model that I've just drafted in the last 10 seconds, but like, don't bombard them with wisdom, quote unquote wisdom every five minutes to be like, Oh, like, remember always pay your taxes on time. And also, you know, never trust this. Um, instead of having like a cheesy quote a day calendar, really what the value is, is just like, just watching in the shadows until, like ah kid needs help okay what do you need help with ah okay yes 
and then reflect on your own experience of like, when I was in your situation, this is what I did. You don't have to take it, take it or leave it, but this is how I, um, what, this is what I learned from my situation, right? Um, and it's, I think, yeah, it's that less of like a, a forceful, this is how you should change in the way that I think is currently right change. It's just more like nudging along the whole way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like last time when we were talking about how I trick children. Mm, yes. When I'm teaching them. Let's <laughs> 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 specify. <laughs> uh, <laughs> into doing something without telling them to do it. Mm. And by using myself as an example. Yeah. So like, oh, when I was learning guitar, I remember so clearly when I was 12 years old. I was trying to learn this chord. I was getting so frustrated, like more than you right now. Like I was, yeah. I wanted to like hit the wall, and then, you know, and then finally my teacher told me like, oh, just like do this with your finger, and then it worked. Mm. So it was really good for me. I don't know if you want to try it. Yeah. Go for it. I'll just tell you. And then they do it and it works, and you're like, if I just told you to do that, you wouldn't have. Yeah, for it. sure not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I was also, like you said, listening. I've also been thinking a little bit recently how, I think I mentioned this to you too, um, if I think somebody is a expert, quote-unquote, on a subject, I will fully listen to what they say and, like, mm. take their word. Mm. I don't feel the need to, like, fact-check everything mm. if I trust the person. Because mm. I, I think, like, so much of the world now is just, like, let me look it up on Google or let me, I'll find it out myself. Like I have my sources on Wikipedia that I trust. <laughs> like, let me do my own reading. It's like, Oh, you said this. Well, I'm just going to go check that later. Like, hmm. um, or it's like, I'm going to go to YouTube to see if there's a better way or, hmm. or yeah. But there's not much personal trust, I think. And hmm. even in like strangers, like, um, and I'm not, I don't think I'm talking about like maybe, you go to a conference and like this, you've come to hear this person talk because obviously you're going to trust that person or you're going to take their word as mm. some sort of authority because they're doing mm. a conference in like a mm-hmm. professional setting. But, mm-hmm. but just like, um, I don't know, just like having a friend who you realize is like really good at like badminton or something and you're like, you just, you just automatically go, okay, like, I'm going to trust what you say. Mm. If you see them, they're really good. And like mm. people seem to respect that person. It's like, why do you have to look somewhere? Challenge else? them. Yeah. Why do you have to challenge it? Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be like expert, I guess it could be just somebody who knows more mm. than you. Right. And, um, trusting that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what is your, what is your barometer for like, Oh, this person's the expert. I'm allowed to trust them now versus mm. this person's, crazy um i think if i can see like the results of Mm. the thing that they've done like i can see they've put time in and a lot of thought themselves Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh i don't have to go through that same thought Mm. so it's almost like listening to a figure of authority and seeing that okay they did learn this lesson Mm. i'm just gonna like listen i'm not gonna like go test this myself right like yeah I believe you like <laughs> maybe one day in my life like I'll maybe forget a little bit and I'll remember this moment and I say oh that person did say mm. and, I'll, and I'll remember but like for now I believe you totally right wow anti-authoritarian 12 year old Thomas would yeah. be shocked <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know yeah it's like it, it's almost just like I don't want to do all the heavy lifting for everything mm. right Mm -hmm. I trust that other people have at this age. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that too. I I think I I do something similar in that I almost by default just trust everybody. Like even, I think this is something uh, like a habit that I've tried, I'm trying to develop for myself. But like no matter what, if somebody just, you know, maybe I'm in a lunchroom with someone and just like a random cork or just, says like oh i saw the news something about like the transit strike mm-hmm. right and they said the buses are going to be closed for a week and i'm like okay i guess the buses are going to be closed for a week mm-hmm. but i think so this is this is where circling back to that first question of um you know the advice giving to um my 10 year old self why i see the value in that is 
I everything I hear I just assume to be true and but then I start sharing that um, I start sharing that readily and then I open myself up to be challenged by others um, so okay that was a kind of convoluted way of explaining it but but like let's model the situation where I'm in the lunchroom I hear this fact mm-hmm. saying oh there's a transit strike it's going to start on Tuesday. And then I'll go into a 1 p.m. meeting to be like, oh, I just heard there's a transit strike starting tomorrow. And then someone else will be like, really? I heard it was starting on Friday. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm letting other people do the like, conf- like the, the, the error checking for me. Right. Right? I'm just a conduit of information, <laughs> but I don't have any opinion. I don't care either way, but let me know what the right thing is. So then like in the, so I'll leave that meeting, go to another meeting. I'll be like, so there seems to be some confusion about the, the transit strike. Do you know anything about it? And then they're like, oh yeah, for sure it's starting tomorrow. And then at that point, it's like, okay, now it's two to one. <laughs> it's probably starting tomorrow versus Friday. You know what I mean? So it's less so much about who is right, what is right. It's just like what opinion seems to have the most yeah. support. Um, so, okay, what were we talking about? Yeah. So then I don't even know, need to worry about like, I don't need to do that internal test of like, mm, are they an expert? Are they a trusted source? I think I'm just like kind of happy-go-lucky being like, do-do-do-do-do, everything everybody says is truthful all the time. Like, why would anybody lie to me? Um, So it's like, it's being happy-go-lucky on the surface, but also be ready to, being, knowing that all this information coming in could very well be wrong. And, like, before making any big decisions, like, sort of, fact-checking it out between, like, three or four people. Um, But then, yeah, once that's sort of there, don't, like, waver and, like, have any anxious about the information coming in. Just being like, yep, this is the right information. Let's move forward. Because I think... uh, I think something... Okay, so something that I like about that model versus the model bef- like where I would just, oh, I need to sit and wait for all the correct information and do all the research myself. I think that's sort of like the paralysis by analysis. Like I mm-hmm. need it to be perfect before I start moving. Yeah. Whereas I think this model allows me to like just start gaining some momentum. And even if I head down the wrong path for, you know, a few minutes or like I'm led astray a little bit, I'm in this mentality of like, hey, I'm still, I'm still flexible. I'm still ready to be proven wrong. Um, I'm not so stubborn. I'm not so attached to any one fact or any one piece of information. This is just the best information that has arrived to me up until this point. But I'm going to keep on going and like, oh, I was wrong. Let me correct my course. And it's a lot easier to like correct I find it's a lot easier for me to correct once I'm going and I'm like moving rather than like waiting for everything to be perfect to be like, do I start now? I don't know. Okay, start, you know? So yeah, that's kind of like a, I said all these things to add on to your thought about that expert. Um, I think I, I like that. I, I become a little bit hesitant when you don't have somebody in the room who will correct you. In case, mm-hmm. Like, you could also... Like, that could very easily be interpreted as a purveyor of rumors. Mm-hmm. Like, you just you just say things other people say. Like, if you say, oh, like, there's the bus strike starting on Tuesday. Like, no buses. And then you tell that to a bunch of people who believe you, but it was false information. Mm-hmm. If, like, you've been right in the past, so they oh, okay, yeah, I believe you. Mm-hmm. And then they plan differently, and then there were buses. I mean, that's not the biggest deal. <laughs> like... Um, or if you're like, oh no, it's maybe better. Right? Mm. Be like, oh, it's not starting till Wednesday. They're like, right. oh, it's Monday now. We still have tomorrow. We can take the bus. But then it actually started Tuesday. Right. Then they're gonna miss the bus to work, and then they're gonna mm. be late, and they're gonna be like, not necessarily mad at you, but they're gonna mm. be frustrated mm. at that situation at the very least. So, um, it can almost be just like unintentionally spreading mm. false information mm-hmm. because you didn't 
check. So I think I I also will. I guess we have like. Okay, hold on. Finish one thought here. Yeah. I will also trust everyone from the get go. Um, until something seems off. Mm. And what I was gonna say is I think we have like a map of all the people in our social network, at least mm. our immediate social network, mm-hmm. and how much we trust them. Like mm. we can look at a person and just like kind of know like how big of a grain of salt we're taking with what they say. For sure. Um, so once some, they say something that you kind of know is off, you're like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, less likely to believe you now. Yeah, that seems dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you seem dumber <laughs> now than you were. Um, then, yeah, then you kind of like take that into account, like how likely you are to say that information or if it's like, mm. if it's important information, you might just go look it up and right. make sure it was right and then maybe they get a couple points back mm. <laughs> or, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or maybe they drop a couple more because you proved right, it wrong right, or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, in my mind, I just have an image of like being on the bus talking to random people, or more more like pe- random people talking at you, mm. and you're just like listening to what they're saying, and then they say something that's so completely false, and you're just like, oh, like you were fine before, like yeah, a little chatty, but like you were fine, and now, mm. now you like hate black people, and it's like okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a big example, but like, yeah, it's just like, nah, something's wrong, mm. yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I think... Yes. Maybe I oversimplified my explanation for the sake of this... uh, uh, For just telling you right now. It wasn't really what we were talking about. Uh, But I, like... For sure, similar to what you're saying, there's kind of like this list of like credible sources in my head within the office or within my social circle. Um, There's that... And I think maybe it's the way I phrase it to other people. It's like... um, More passive? Or like, okay, if I just overheard this in the meeting room and someone's like, oh, Jason, or like at the lunchroom, Jason, someone comes into me. It's like, Jason, I heard the transit strikes starting tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't hear that. Like, this is my first time hearing about it. Just nod, nod, nod. I guess I'll have to re-strategize. And then my fact-checking, instead of going online to be like, is what Susan's saying true? I'll go to the meeting and be like, hey, so um, this is, like, I just heard this for the first time. Does this seem right. legit to you? You know, like right. the way, I, I'm not... Pose dem- this question rather than... Hey, the, yeah, guess what, everyone? Cancel <laughs> your bus plans! Yeah. Right? Like, um... I think at, if it's the first person who told me that, my first like step out the door is like, this is the first time I heard about this. Does this right. seem legit? Yeah. <laughs> right? And then people are like, oh, yeah, I heard about it. But it was Friday, not mm-hmm. Tuesday. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm aware that it is an issue that's going on. But, um, you know, I can't, it, like, uh, I guess thing confirmed, two people have confirmed, yes, there is a transit strike. Person A said it was Tuesday. Person B said it was Friday. So this is a new variable that I have to isolate, right? right? Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not going to make like, like as my information grows, um, I'll be more and more confident about like, I have six sources now and they all say Tuesday. So I'm just going to yeah. assume Tuesday, but yeah. Yeah. I like, Susan said Linda's getting fat. Yeah. But Jerry said she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think a little calm, eh? A little calm. <laughs> and then later you hear, somebody said Susan ate a baby. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um. What's that game called? Telephone? Real life telephone. Yeah, real life telephone. Yeah. It's powerful, but be careful yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how I... How I live life is that, you know, generally give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Assume that what they're saying is reasonable. You know, I don't have any... Again, it's like, I don't think people are being spiteful in the office. Like, oh, I'm going to make Jason late for work. Like, giving him bad transit information, right? Like, I think, <laughs> like, like, what? Man, what, a, what is your long game, Susan? What do you want from me? <laughs> 
like I think I operate under the assumption that the people I work with aren't psychopaths. <laughs> That's the most office like drama <laughs> thing to do to somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I think that can work. Like, with, again, working off the assumption that people genuinely, like, are there to help you for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you show up. Like, I think this is sometimes what you find when you're uh, navigating, um, like, a downtown, like, a new city. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're walking around, your Google Maps is, like, upside down. And then, you're, you know, like, honestly, let me just ask this person. Hey. I'm a tourist. Do you know where the the Fisherman's Wharf is? And they're like, oh, I'm new too, but I think it's down that way. I was like, okay. Am I going to wait and like pull six other people? I'm just going to walk that one direction. Yeah. And then like two blocks later, I'm like, I got directions two blocks ago that I should be going this way. Mm-hmm. Can you confirm with me? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you were kind of right, but like 60 degrees. Yeah. I was like, okay, thank you. You know, and then, like, as you get closer, you're, like, zeroing in on your final destination. And I think it's, like, I think it keeps morale high to keep moving rather yeah. than just, like, staying rooted and being, like, I'm not going to trust anyone until they show me, like, photographic evidence <laughs> of exactly the route they took. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's nice to just trust people and, like, and it, yeah, it's, it's fine, like. What's the worst that can happen? And then just, like, apply that model to, like, all of life, I think, is basically what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting the idea that... That sounds so pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my idea. <laughs> I'm just getting the thought, though, that um, I think probably everyone does that to a certain extent. Like, mm. just because who has the energy to mm. go through that much thinking for every decision, mm. right? Right, like you have to take people's words on things like yeah, it's a social or social social creatures mm-hmm. need our networks and I think I probably what I was saying before with like people being experts and trusting them with what they say can mm-hmm. probably just be boiled down to the idea that we talked about having like everyone in your social network and how much you trust them. Mm-hmm. It's like if you and like I guess for what like maybe you trust Jerry more when he's talking about like engine repair. But you do not trust him when he's talking about like Excel spreadsheets, right? right? right. Like it's like he knows nothing about that. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, like he has some sweet cars that he's fixed the engines for. So mm. like yeah, he'd be the engine expert. So mm-hmm. then for certain things, certain people have different levels of trust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, maybe when we listen back to this episode, we'll be like, oh my gosh, we sound so dumb. All of this is so obvious. But I like genuinely think that this is kind of a like. Like, me articulating it, pretty much this is the first time I'm articulating yeah, it. It's for sure, like, crystallizing in my mind and, like, giving me some confidence to follow this model. Because I think, like, 12-year-old Jason would not do no, this. No, yeah, I wouldn't either. Like, 12-year-old Jason would be like, ah, I have to figure out everything myself. Like, Google yeah, all the things. I don't remember and... how much you used to Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like I need to be the primary source all the time um, the primary source off Wikipedia yeah. but whatever <laughs> you know um, shout out to Wikipedia yeah, shout <laughs> three out times Wikipedia. thanks <laughs> um, like I think just like trusting other people is such a nice like good feeling honestly and like like you're saying it saves us energy and like uh, i think there are still instances where it's like maybe i'll hear a rumor in the lunchroom and then i'm like oh is that true i'll like go on google google like three different things or like google it like three different stories pop up one is like you know the vancouver sun one is like vancouver washington you know it's like all this like ah like i don't know there's a lot of information the internet gives you so much information all at once whereas people can be like no this seems legit like it's past it's past their reason reason test enough that they would tell it to you so it's like okay i'm just gonna piggyback off of your reason to assume that that's good um 
so I think, yeah, like just trusting other people is a good feeling for me. And um, like being sort of, I think vulnerable is a bit of a buzzword now, but just being like open to other people's advice and help mm-hmm. is just nice. And like not being stubborn about like what I had heard or like, Oh, I have to figure this out for myself. It's just like letting other people help you is a very good feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but like I've never made this thought clear either, even though it seems obvious now. <laughs> but it's, it's almost like just pulling back the like translucent, translucent, transparent, mm. translucent. Can't see through them totally. <laughs> One of those. Uh, uh, it's like transparent, translucent, opaque. Translucent. It's like pulling back the translucent. <laughs> Cut out that middle part. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know what word it was. <laughs> you asked for my help, and I, yeah, with eighty percent confidence. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's translucent too. So, pulling back the translucent uh, drapes of a window that you mm. could see already, but it's like now you can actually see what's through on the other side. Mm. But yeah, um, I'm gonna say too. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it um, also makes it hard when something happens that totally shatters trust mm. in others. That can be really hard because thinking now how big of a energy saver it is, and like just getting through day to day life mm. using this as a tool, um, like subconsciously when people can't trust people anymore because of one instance or a couple instances mm. that that makes it so much worse now thinking about it this way yeah it's not just like oh they can't trust um the person of the opposite sex in certain situations where they're trying to get romantic it's like no they have to now vet everybody mm. that they're encountering right. to see if they have like a good intention or mm. um if what they're saying is true yeah right yeah 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 that's like you said, such a huge support, like, resource yeah. just taken away. Um, and I, I also think to, like, um, like, people with, like, language barriers mm. or um, people who just can't communicate easily with, like, oh, I have a question. What resources do I have available to answer this question? Oh, no one can speak my language. I'm going to have to, like, Google it myself or, like, I'm going to have to, like, phone my kid who does speak English. Mm. Um like, yeah, just, it, it, it would seem so, like, lonely, and, like, even more, I have to do everything myself, yeah. right? Because they don't even have that option to be, like, like, it may be a more, like, domestic example. You get uh, a letter in the mail, but, like, the whole block gets, like, BC Hydro, there's a power outage on Friday. It's from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Your water's unaffected or something, you know? You get that notice. You see, like, all your neighbors have all that notice. And you'll be like, oh, water's not affected. But, like, is my natural gas fireplace affected? Ah, like, the it doesn't say on the notice. Knock on the neighbor, like, hi, yes, this, fire. (laughs) They're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's like... That person, sorry, I can't help you. Like, you knock on someone else's door. And it's like, you probably wouldn't knock on someone else's door. You just yeah. give up. And then, like, what are you going to do? Like, go online. Like, what do you search? BC Hydro, 16th and Oak Street, outage. Can I, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to find anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, That yeah. fits so well, though, with the. Like, stereotypical immigrant parent who doesn't have any friends. Like, they just kind of do everything themselves. They always seem exhausted, but they're just doing it for their kids. And mm. Yeah, like, you've talked about your parents not really having a social life while you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense why. Like, just having a language barrier or a communication barrier and, like, having to be self-sufficient all the time. And mm. then beginning to just have that as your way of living. Mm-hmm. So not even trying to break out of it anymore. Just kind of get stuck in that way of thinking. Right. That, like, you're not going to go for somebody, go to somebody for help. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <rough>. Wow. 
but yeah yeah I definitely didn't trust many people when I was young mm. I did though like some it wasn't like I didn't trust anybody because nothing had happened to me <laughs> that really whatever like I used to think like oh no this this person or this has happened so many times now and I can't trust people anymore when they say this it's like, oh. <laughs> like those are very minor things and probably still, I haven't had like anything that's actually mm. done that. But yeah, it's nice to have a couple of people who teachers. Always, mm. I guess that's for most kids. Get mm. a couple of teachers you just like would trust completely and look up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, it's almost scary seeing some of my students. Not all of them. Like mm. definitely the minority of them <laughs> would see me this way. Mm. But it, because there has to be like some sort of personality click too. Like you have to almost see yourself in the kid and then the kid has to see something in you Mm -hmm. that they like and like have to get along Mm -hmm. but they also have to respect you Mm -hmm. and you also have to respect the kid however that works (laughs) but it works sometimes (laughs) I don't know Um, but it's a a, like seems like a fragile balance like it's like a little ecosystem of like relationship Mm -hmm. has to be just right and then if it is right when you've taught like hundreds of kids you're gonna get a couple and it's like scary because you see that anything you say goes into them, like, right. and you're like, oh no, like no, I no, should have. Trying to strike up Friday, trying to strike up Friday. I was joking, I was joking, I was joking. Yeah. 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 Being, yeah. Being being the authority figure. Right, having all that power. All that power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye said it best. Did he? What did he say? I thought Spider-Man said that. Oh. I'm saying who said it best. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kanye, great. Shout out to Kanye. <laughs> no, um, I hate Kanye. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, but, what is that? All, all that man. All that, oh, oh yes. Oh, I know this One song. man with all that, that power. power. The, the clock's yeah. ticking. We need a call in Farbode. Farbode, please help us. <laughs> 21st century. Yes, my Yay. What was I going to say? I think uh, that's, a, that's a good addition to this, or uh, some extra nuance to add to this is, um, again, like having that uh, good balance of how much how much you trust one person and I think the more distributed it is the healthier it is yeah because if you have so much all that concentrated respect on this one expert then you have to uh, take all of that person's opinions the good with the bad Mm -hmm. and your filter for what is good and what is bad becomes so distorted because Mm -hmm. it's only ever pushed through that one screen of like Oh yeah, you know this person's a an expert wood craftsman, but also has some problematic things to say about Armenians or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So um, and like if if that was your hero, you know, your whole life, you would have you would just take you know one with, completely with the other. But having this distribution of okay, here's some sweet woodworking facts, but also like what do you think about the Armenian restaurant down the street, you know, like, um, having, like, pushing, like, four or five people through both of those sets of information allows you to have a more, like, balanced perspective on everything, um, because, yeah, just as as the fact of, it's more reasonable to more people. Yeah. The first thing I think of, too, is the full trust in one person taking everything they say. Um, that sounds like a cult, mm. kind of like a cult leader and a cult follower. Like, mm. you just take everything without questioning it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not good. <laughs> but um, I thought, this is where I thought you were going with that. Um, if you put all of your trust in one person, if they break it, your trust is broken. Mm. But if you have it spread out, it's much healthier because if one person breaks it, 
you just lose trust in their word. But mm. you still have like this spread out network of right, right, like, right. people with certain things mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. can believe, right? Yeah. It, it, so I think something I want to add to that was that's why I try not too much, like, I try not to have too many judgments before I go into asking for somebody's advice. Like, okay, yes, I have this network, a hierarchy of people I trust more, people I trust less. But if someone who's like, maybe I trust them less, it's the first time I heard them say that, I'll be like, oh, okay. I mean, it initially seems reasonable. I will, like, I think as you create those stratifications, the more kind of dangerous things get, right? Because if you assume if you trust this person less but this on like 80 percent of their opinions but on 20 percent they have really good ideas then you're losing that component of them in the same way of here's this person that you trust a lot 80 percent of their opinions are really good but then these 20 percent they're just very racist (laughs) um so i think uh I mean, it's 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 that balance, right? It's like yes, there are there is a reason to sort of stratify people, but like also, don't do that too much because um, you might lose out on some really good bits, or you might take mm-hmm. on some really dangerous ideas as well. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. you haven't heard everything everyone has said all the time. Yeah. And if you yeah if you if you go in with like uh, a preformed thought right. about what they're good for, right? And like what they can offer you, totally. then you could miss out on what they haven't said yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like such... you might, or they might say it, and you might just like, yeah, scoff it off. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's just like I think with that, just having a little bit of like humility, just being mm-hmm. like, you know, I personally don't know everything. Yeah, that's and a like, really good thing to know. This person, like, generally, I disagree with their opinions, but you know, like. Let's try out this one too, you know, or, or, or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, because no one person is all one thing or knows everything, so yeah, can't expect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's good. What did you just say? I agreed with. What did you say two seconds ago? Mm. Three points ago. <laughs> <laughs> Roll back the tape. Uh, um, like having a little bit of humility because. Oh yeah, knowing you don't know everything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's a that's a good thing. That's all that needs to be said. But to know that you need to know more. Mm. So continue learning. <laughs> yeah. Um not to prolong this hour long episode any longer, but how much value do you put in becoming an expert yourself? Mm. Yeah, that's a very me thing. <laughs> Um, uh, like a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a direct representation of the time and energy you've put into something, Mm -hmm. which I think is in itself representative of your own ability to just be dedicated or to stick with something or, um, not be flimsy in the way, in like your beliefs or, Mm -hmm. which we talked about earlier, but... Yeah, it's just kind of like a, yeah, a representation of that, I think, of your personality, maybe. Mm. Um, but that being said, like, recently with certain things, like, I have been doing certain things for reasons that are not just to, because I enjoy them, or because I want to be good at them. Um, like, for example, getting to a certain level on piano, purely utilitarian for a school application. Mm. Like, I would not be doing this if it was not for that. I'm finding a lot of value in doing it, um, but it is being done because of that. So, like, I I also I also accept when I'm not going to be an expert in something. I think, mm. which is newer to me, because mm. it used to be everything I did had to be. An expert. I had to be like yeah, best. Um, but it must have been toward the end of like high school, age, 
when you start realizing you can't do it all because they force you to take only eight classes mm -hmm. and you're like but i like 15 different classes yeah like, i i also wanted to like learn how to do engine repair i wanted to take more woodworking i wanted to do like upper level biology i wanted mm. to do like other math classes too because yeah. i just like those things and like i used to always be good at those kind of things and i'm pretty good with my hands and mm -hmm. but i can't do all that because i want to do this primarily for school so i have to focus on that now right so they start like telling you Forcing you to specialize. Forcing yeah, you to forcing for specialization, which is the way the world goes. But mm -hmm. um, so I think as I get older, I put more and more value onto like jack of all trades. Like right. you can do everything pretty well, and that's impressive. It's like you are versatile. Mm. Um, it's like you are put in any situation, and you can adapt. Right. right. It's like the more things you learn to do, the more skills you gain more confidence you have to be in different situations mm -hmm. which I think was like is your model at least or was your model mm -hmm. compared to my like I want to pick three things and just do that for the rest of my life and be like master at those but I think yeah mm -hmm. I'm starting to think that's like equally if not more respectable because right. it, it, it speaks to your level of improvisation and um, yeah like I said adaptability which is mm. what we need I think mm. yeah. yeah because yeah. we can't we can't we're unable to predict every problem that's going to yeah. come up. Yeah, and if you're so stuck in how you do things, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to just still be stuck. Like, right. The world's just going to keep going. You're just going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are going to keep going. There's always going to be a new generation coming up doing new mm -hmm. things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't playing be, Geometry Dash. Playing Geometry Dash 3. <laughs> <laughs> they have shapes we don't even know, <laughs> Thomas. Know. This wasn't in my little, like... Yeah, Stick yeah, it yeah. in the cube game. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, no, it's like being an expert in something is good, but yeah, I guess just also dangerous. Like it mm -hmm. comes back to the like with great power, great responsibility. Um, yeah. And uh, being at like different spaces in the, like I, I think almost throw back to our very, very first episode. I don't know if you remember what we talked about. If you remind me, I will. Um, it was the bubble tree. Oh, our first episode, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where y you wanted to, like, be at the bleeding edge and, like, create new bubbles. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like... Connect bubbles, I think, like... Oh, okay. Create pathways between... Create pathways. Like, yeah, get to a certain level within something and then be like, oh, this is like this and like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, yeah. It, but I, I think, like, being on that frontier, mm -hmm. like, where no one else has been... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that certainly takes a, a, an amount of, like, expertise to be, like... Because it, I think at a certain point, you you need to demand other people. Demand was a tricky word. But, like, you need to be, like... There's a group of four of you. They're like, hey, okay, we're talking about this. Everyone's weighed in. But I'm the expert here, and we need to go with my decision. We're not going to come to a consensus. That would take us another hundred days. I heard all your opinions, but you need to trust me right now. We're going with my gut, right? And I think there's also value in that mm -hmm. um, of being like, I am the expert today. You do need to trust me on this one thing mm -hmm. now. Um, but how how to find balance between all these hard things, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is something to be said about being so far deep into something mm -hmm. that you can get life lessons from it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... Sometimes when I get really into something, I will start to see, I'll relate normal experiences in the world to it. Right. And they're just like, nobody would think those things connect. Like, they're not related. But, yeah, I think the deeper you go, the more of those you find. Mm. More of those you find. Um, yeah, think of an yeah. example. I don't know, like, like the, the practice of practicing a musical instrument while you're tired or something like maybe that experience will teach you something about like putting an effort or like finding effort when there is none or right. I don't know right? yeah I, 
like I think the cool thing about life is that there's just so much of it yeah. everywhere always. So like, yes, you can push it to the very, very tip of Everest and learn life lessons there. But at the same time, you're going to learn life lessons if you don't do that and pick something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so with all of that said, it's basically saying like there's no right way to live life. Mm-hmm. So you should just pick the right life for you. And don't worry about if other people have picked different lives for themselves. And I think that, again, almost is some advice that I would give. I was going to say, that's the advice I'd give. <laughs> okay, uh, we found it. There we go. <laughs> because book ending. Book ending. Yeah, because we were so obsessed about, like, no, the way you're living your life is wrong. You need to yeah. live your you life. Just like, open your eyes. Uh, and, like yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many different ways to do it. And it's all the same in, in a certain way. Like, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you, you start to see all the same things. That like people are tired. People need coffee in the morning too. Like, or you got like people who you think are experts in things don't feel confident in themselves. It's like mm. everyone feels the same mm. stuff. Anxieties. And it's like it's all the same no matter how you do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so nice. <laughs> wow. What a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah. Are we going to uh, be list- hearing a new intro soon? Yep. <laughs> How? It's on tape, folks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>